Welcome to the Better With Purpose podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Michael Plater Finley. This show is about people who have built their work around purpose. People committed to making a positive impact on the world through their endeavors, whether that's through business, a not-for-profit organization, a community group, or other forms of creating social good. I invite my guests to share their stories, their journey to finding purpose, what that purpose means to them, how it fuels their work, and how others can find that same kind of meaning and drive for themselves. My hope is that these stories will inspire you to seek out your own purpose and work. This is my first episode, and I'm really pleased to be speaking with Wayne Greenway. Wayne's the founder of Career Aviators, a career management consulting firm he started in 2011. Career Aviators has had a remarkable success rate in helping people transition in their careers. I first met Wayne when my wife went through her own career transition, which he was instrumental in helping her with. I've long admired Wayne's commitment to running a purpose-driven business. Career Aviators operates with an unwavering commitment to helping others through its activities. Career Aviators commits its profits to supporting programs that help vulnerable youth flourish in the face of highly stressful life situations. Thanks for being here with me, Wayne. Could you tell me about what Career Aviators is all about? Career Aviators um, is a social enterprise, and what I do is I help people to find careers in which they excel, they value highly, and they love to do. And what's really important about Career Aviators is that 100% of the profit is directed to programs that strengthen the resilience of kids who live in in high-stress, vulnerable situations. So that sounds really important, Wayne. How did you get to the place where you wanted to commit 100% of your profits to um, to something like that, because that's a pretty substantial uh, commitment. I spent the first part of my career, you know, maybe about 20 years or so, um, building programs uh, across the province to strengthen the resilience of seriously ill children and their families who were in the hospital, in the home, in the clinic. And, um, you know, when you run programs like that, and, and this applies to almost any, not many people realize this, applies to almost any uh, community program that is prevention oriented or trying to you know, strengthen the resilience of of a population like we were, it's not glamorous for government funding. And so what most people who run these programs have to do uh, is they have to go out and and raise the funds. And, you know, it's crass, but I it's it's begging for money. And and I I did it. It was necessary. I raised about $10 million over the course of my career for programs like this for both children and adult populations who were in in struggling with different kinds of issues. Um, but it takes away an enormous amount of time from the thing that you're you're supposed to be working on. Right. And and uh, you know while I was doing it, uh, you know I, I did it because it was necessary. But what I what I often thought was there has to be a better way of doing this. You know, probably it, they're not going to get funding from a government, but there has to be a better way that the people who run these programs don't have to do the do this fundraising because even if you have a development officer you still have to go out and speak to the groups or go with the development officer go with a board member to to talk to people who are going to donate the funds and um and so uh when i when i retired from my my last uh, paid position by somebody else i uh, i decided that i wanted to try uh, uh setting up this business and and make it an experiment and see if it's possible to 
run a business, pay myself a, a modest salary, pay the expenses of the, of the business, and then and then deliver the profits to help programs like these. So then, you know, if we can grow up big enough, we don't, they don't, you know, it might only be one organization I can help, but that organization won't have to go out and raise money for these kinds of programs. And that means an awful lot to me. Yeah, I could see why you would really connect strongly with that. Was that the plan all along, you know, when you when you started thinking about setting up your own business? Yeah, it's a, it was the idea from the beginning, although I I found that, you know, the idea was to help uh, organizations in some way. I didn't know how I would help them, but what I found was is that you know, that, that I loved, I love, I really love the other part of purpose that I get from uh, running the business is I love helping clients find positions and, and having them, you know, they come to me and they've been really struggling with trying to find either what they want to do or struggling with the job search itself. And I love uh, helping them to uh, land in a few months. We work together and they land in a great position. And I love that. It, it, it means a lot to me too. It's very, very satisfying when I'm able to work with a person like that for several months and, and help them land in a, in a really great position that fits with the career statement that we created at the beginning of the whole process. Uh, so, so that was very rewarding, but the, um, but, but I, what I found was, is that the, the, the profit from the business making profit wasn't a, a driver for me, like it is for many people who run businesses. You know, uh, when I went to chamber of commerce meetings, they were always talking about uh, making money in different ways. And even in the networking, it was all about making profit and uh, and helping the community a little too but that's the central point and i met with the business advisor and um and and he, and i said it just doesn't do it for me and because he, he was using the same approach let's look at let's look at the profit and how much you're bringing in this month and next month and all that and it just just didn't work for me and he said well maybe what you need to do is you may need to look at a different uh thing to bring you purpose and that's that's where the whole idea of directing a certain amount of money and creating a goal so i have a goal of of in 2023 of being able to donate twenty thousand dollars to uh, a nonprofit that that serve vulnerable youth and strengthen use do programming to strengthen their resilience now that that made me want to work. That revved me up. That got me planning. You know, that excited me. It sounds to me like like you you actually have kind of a dual purpose in what you're doing in that you get to help people in a really meaningful way in pivoting in their careers, which is a really hard thing for anyone to to do, particularly clients that I, I think you help the most are, are people who are mid-career or maybe later in their careers who face a lot of the personal challenges of, of how to reinvent themselves or think of themselves in new ways. So there's a tremendous gratification of helping somebody make their way through a really challenging experience. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, when you're profitable, you, you can actually do even more good through your support of nonprofits. Right. Uh, the thing about helping uh, youth to develop their resilience when they live in really, really tough situations is that 
is that the impact of those programs will affect those kids permanently. They, they, if they have certain kinds of programming, they can, they, it will prevent them from getting in trouble with the law. It will prevent them from, uh, from going kind of downhill and help them to thrive. And so I feel great that in a way I'm helping those people to become contributors to the community because many of them do because they appreciate the help they've received from the <laughs> nonprofit organization as they were growing up. Right. Yeah. Back to the the thing you said earlier about the business advisor who helped you connect what it was that you wanted to do with purpose. What did that feel like at the time? Was it like an aha moment or puzzle piece falling into place or did you really have to think it through for a while? Well, um, you know, he kind of challenged me. He said, you need to think bigger. You need to think bigger than the money then. Go do some thinking and come back and, and, and say, what, what could you do? And, and also be specific, you know, uh, pick, a, pick a goal. Uh, pick a, you know, because if you were going after making money, you would pick a, a target for the year for the amount of money you want to make. Well, pick a target for the amount of money you want to bring to an organization. And um, and so that uh, that led me to sit down and do some <laughs> some uh, you know more detailed planning and some thinking about well how could I actually make this work? How long was that process? Was it was it you know arduous? No, no, actually it wasn't. I mean, like in an e- <laughs> sounds crazy, but in an evening I I was so excited about it. Yeah. I had it planned out in an evening. <laughs> yeah, well that's great. And to me that sounds like what experience I've had with, with people connecting with purposes when it fits, it really fits. Yeah, exactly. What was it like before finding purpose in, in your work? The work with the clients was great. That I love. I love it every time I have an appointment and I still do every time I have an appointment, I get excited. I, I really like working with clients, yeah. but you know what didn't bring me any enthusiasm to do any of the financials or any of the marketing or any of the, in running a business, what I learned doing this is really when you run a business, you're doing at least two full-time jobs. There's the work you do that I deliver to the clients. And then there's another full-time job that is running the business. How do you market? How do you do the finances? How do you create workshops, do the graphic design? I mean, you when you run your own business, you're everything. I found that just such a slog. And now I still don't find it easy. But now I think, you know, if I do some work, it'll mean that I'll be more likely to be successful in my goal. Do you ever lose sight of your purpose? And, and do you ever get disconnected from that thing that you're trying to achieve? I don't know if I get disconnected from the purpose. I think that stays there, but but sometimes running a business is really tough. I mean, I've I've set up projects that you know, a lot of people said were impossible to do in the nonprofit and, and healthcare sector. And I've always been successful. But I have to say that running this business is is by far the toughest challenge that I, I've ever taken on. And so sometimes, you know, when business drops down, I I wonder, you know, maybe I should maybe I should just fold the business up. But you know what happens is that purpose, that uh, opportunity, I mean, to help clients, but also to, to make a difference in the lives of kids brings me back. And I can't tell you how many times it goes up and down in running these businesses. And I'm learning from other entrepreneurs who run B Corps that it goes to up and down. On the down cycle, it's, it's, it's really tough. But the purpose brings me back and, and says, okay, let's come at it another way. And so that's what drives me. 
do you have any rituals or habits that help you to think about your purpose or to connect with what it is that you're doing? Or do you ever do any kind of retrospectives on the work that you've done or like quarterly reviews that help you keep that, that sense of purpose top of mind? No, but I went and volunteered with a, a nonprofit and organization that when I was at one of my really low points, I, I phoned one of the organizations that I've made a gift to and said, you know, I'd really love to come in and, and just do some work with you. And you know what? When I, when I went in there and I saw those programs, I saw the kids coming for lunch programs and I saw the, the kids coming to, to learn skills and feel a sense of accomplishment and they feel a sense of purpose too. That fired me back up again. Oh, that's great. That feels like it would be really re rewarding to actually see that all come together. Yeah, I felt like I was really making a difference. I felt the same way as when that person is going, they're going for maybe their third interview and they, they've struck out twice and we've practiced and practiced. We've worked through all the resumes and all of that and they land an offer. Just last week, I had somebody where that happened to. That's pretty inspiring too. Can you think of any one person's experience that was really moving for you or that you've, you felt like you'd really had that strong impact in helping them? Yeah, I think the person who sticks in my mind the most is the person who went for nine interviews for a job that she really wanted. And then she found out she didn't fit. And, and you know what? She didn't give up. I, you know, I was really worried that she was going to give up. But she got back up and she she went after a job and she landed in a job that she's still in and is probably a much better job than the one that she got turned down for the nine interviews. That must feel really great to see somebody go through that, that difficult process of putting themselves out there time after time and then finally having that breakthrough. It's the breakthrough that's really exciting, I, that I find exciting. I, sometimes I think I get more excited than, than my clients do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you were encountering someone who is interested in maybe starting something, like a, some sort of purpose-oriented endeavor or starting their own business, what advice might you give them to get started with that? I guess what I'd say is what kind of difference do you want to make in the, in the world? What, what's really deeply important to you in the world? And then think about what you want to do and, and then say, so how can I help that? How can I work my business so that I can work towards that goal? Basically, you know, what do I stand for in life? And um, if you can organize your business around what you stand for, if you can engage staff in what you stand for and excite them about what you're doing, you'll have great staff. You'll hire great staff and you'll retain staff because if, you're, if you have integrity around that and that's what you, you stick to and that's what you, you're focused on and that's what guides your overall organization, you're going to grow. Whether you're a nonprofit organization, a project or a business, it's, it's going to flourish. I had a conversation with a client of mine who works in a B Corp. And they were telling me that the experience they had when the business transitioned from not having B Corp status to, to having B Corp status was that some people in the business were really energized by that, that commitment. And then there were many other people within the business who still couldn't be bothered to put, you know, recycling in the proper 
you know, bin and, you know, just mixing up garbage. And it sort of seemed like a real disconnect because here you are working in this business that, that should be about all these principles. And yet people can't be bothered to just sort their garbage properly. Clearly there's a gap there between those people who are really connected to the purpose and then those people who are looking at it as, as just a job. Do you have any thoughts on, on how to help people who don't really have that connection to a purpose in, in the work that they do to, to help them get there? I think a lot of it depends upon how the change is done in the first place. Like if it's done at the top and then the top of the organization is doing a, a, like a, a tell and sell message, you know, this is our, this is our new mission and this is what we really uh, believe in and, and, and basically trying to sell. Uh, I've seen that in, in nonprofit, in the nonprofit sector and, and it doesn't work. It works badly. But if you take the time, I mean, you're going to invest in being a B Corp. It's a lot of work to become certified. And if you're going to invest that time in becoming certified, then what you want to do is to plan the introduction and the engagement of the staff really, really well. And you want to have, you know, like some use things like appreciative inquiry has a, it's a methodology where you create hundreds of conversations with people. And so, so an approach like that, where you get all the people right from the bottom to the top of the organization talking with each other about what this is and why, what, why it is and getting their input into how, how it should unfold and, and then coming back to them and telling them not only uh, what ideas they used, but telling people who, uh, whose ideas you didn't use, you know, the process you went through in thinking about their ideas and considering them so that everyone in the organization can see that they've been engaged in the process and that they've had input and they've been actually genuinely listened to. So many organizations uh, do fake listening with staff and it, it doesn't work. You know, staff see through it. And so I think that if the investment is made at the beginning and, and, and that everybody is moving kind of in unison, you won't sell everybody, but I think that you, you will engage a lot more of the people in the process. And, and not only that, but the, that kind of process will end up making them far more productive and enthusiastic and, and interested in coming into work and they'll feel heard and all of those kinds of things as well. We've talked a little bit about this in the past. Adam Grant's recent article in the New York Times about languishing. And it's a, a helpful way of framing how, you know, all the impact of, of lockdowns and, um, you know, people not being able to see one another and social distancing and so on has really added up to, to not a state of depression, but, but more just this sort of, um, you know, kind of disconnect to motivation. And I would think that for people who have purpose and that purpose plays into their, their day-to-day, that that acts as a way to sort of push against that feeling of personal disengagement and almost hopelessness that's, that's going on right now. Have you found that? I think that's very true. I think that it's, it's easy to, if you don't have, if you don't have something that you stand for, 
it's 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 easy to 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 kind of get into that that languishing. One of the things that uh, we talked about, well, we talked with clients about with the, the languishing is is that if if you can find a career that gives you flow, then you're not going to languish very much. And flow is is the ability is is I always think of when I hear the word flow, I think of somebody playing the piano and somebody coming over and talking to the person, and the person doesn't even doesn't even know they're there. You're just so entirely focused on what it is that they do. I think that if you have a, a sense of purpose, uh, then then you're going to be in flow a lot. Today, I was I was doing some LinkedIn posts, and uh, you know, I'm not I really don't like social media, but you know what? I I realized that when I write posts about things that I feel are really important, I like doing them. I enjoy them. And and just today I was I was in flow as I was writing these little articles about job search and careers and and so I, I think that I think I don't understand how it's connected I don't know the psychology behind it but I but I think the two are very very strongly connected together. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right. I know an entrepreneur who um, has been doing really well through the last eighteen months. Has, has launched a new business and is financially doing very well with the business, but they're really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And the thing that lingers with me is that it doesn't seem to me that they've, they've really connected the work that they do with any kind of purpose beyond themselves. Um, mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, the, the success of the business is remarkable, but it just, you know, really doesn't seem to be connecting with something that's, you know, that's mm. motivating for them. And they are really experiencing um, a lot of uh, life dissatisfaction right now. That ties into, uh, you know, the, the work in positive psychology on happiness, because one of the fundamental components of happiness is is uh, meaningfulness. The experts say, and again, I'm not an expert in it, but what they say is that is that if you have meaningfulness beyond yourself, that's one of the core components along with uh, having enjoyable times and, and having strong relationships and having a sense of flow or engagement and, and feeling a sense of accomplishment. So maybe what she's doing is having the accomplishment and maybe, maybe there's good relationships there, but maybe she hasn't found how, how her business uh, connects to what she stands for. And sometimes people have a very different, clients some clients who who say well I don't really stand for anything you know I say well what's really important to you and 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 sometimes clients will say I I I don't know Uh, I don't know what's important to me and you know that those people have the toughest times with career transitions and it takes us a lot of work to try to really drill down into you know, what, what is important to them? When they talk about their lives with me, I, I just have an image of their life just passing before them without them really having a chance to savor much of anything. And so, you know, one of the, one of the goals in working with them is to, is to help them find something that they're really curious about. What are, the, what, what are you really curious about? And what lights you up? And, and how can we help you move your career in that direction? And once they do, well, then look out. <laughs> they're, they're often the people who move the fastest once they figure out what it is that brings them uh, meaningfulness or purpose. Or 
I've seen that in action and uh, it really is, uh, it's transformational when, when people connect to that thing that means something to them. It's not hard to start taking those first steps. Whereas I think uh, what I've observed is, is that when there's that lack of purpose and lack of direction, you know, even the smallest things just feel like almost insurmountable and getting yeah. the motivation up to, uh, to just do anything, even if it's just trivial can be, uh, can be really hard. But, but once, once you've connected that, um, that purpose, that underlying reason for doing what it is that you're doing to the actions that you need to take, everything becomes, seems to become a lot easier and it's, nothing's changed. It's just a mindset shift. Yeah, that's right. It's, 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 it's kind of an opening of the person's mind and to, and to maybe being a little bit deeper about, you know, what it is that really, really fires them up that makes them curious that they, that, and what it is they want to, they, how, how they want to make a difference in the world. You know, I don't use the question very much, but there's some coaches that, that ask the person to write what they'd like to say on their tombstone or what they'd like said about them at their funeral. <laughs> it's a really harsh exercise. Um, but, but, you know, like life is limited and, and, you know, at some point it comes to an end and, and, and everybody in the end looks back on their life and says, you know, what have I done? And, uh, and, you know, do you really want to look back at your life and say, well, I just kind of floated through and, and I don't really, didn't really do anything that was, special or it didn't really contribute anything um uh, that that's that i i don't i don't know what that experience would be like but i think it would be brutal and and sometimes that kind of exercise uh, other 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 coaches tell me is a very powerful exercise to unlock people and to get them to start thinking about that kind of stuff that life isn't limitless uh, there is an end to it and that you know it's limited <laughs> yeah so i've been reading um dan pink's recent book about timing i think it's called when and uh, one of the effects he talks about is sort of the midpoint of a project or even a person's life as being this critical kick in the pants to uh, to get things happening. And you know, when, when we start thinking about our mortality and and you know how long we really have left, I know it's a little bit of a, a cliche to talk about midlife crisis, but I think that there is something there in assessing what they've done with with their lives and looking at the remainder of their time that they, they think they have left and being able to um, engage in something more meaningful. And, uh, and like you say, like, uh, you know, what, what is the, what's the story that you can tell at the end of your life for what you've achieved and, and how you've spent your time? Yeah. Finding a person's purpose or what they stand for, or well, I mean, call it different things. What, what's meaningful in your life is, I think it's one of the most important things a person can do. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, I think that's a great place for us to wrap up our, our conversation here, Wayne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a, a delightful conversation. Thanks for joining me for this first episode of Better With Purpose. I enjoyed my conversation with Wayne, and I hope you did too. Visit betterwithpurpose.com for content related to ideas and topics that we talked about in this episode. My intention with this podcast is to feature a wide range of people who are working to make their lives and others better with purpose. If someone whose story about working with purpose has inspired you, please let me know. You can email me at michael at betterwithpurpose.com. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. For updates about the Better With Purpose podcast, 
Sign up for the newsletter at betterwithpurpose.com. Thanks for listening.